I'm a member of the Red Sox Nation. It's a kind of a family. Wherever I roam, up and way home, that's where I long to be. I'm a member of the Red Sox Nation. It's a kind of insanity. Yeah, I live and die with Red Sox pride for eternity. I make a smile, no. everyone and welcome to another episode of the Benny and the Bets podcast covering Boston Red Sox baseball and for the last time this offseason uh, MLB wide type uh, material for everyone staying up late tonight on Periscope or Facebook live the podcast as always can be found on iTunes Spotify SoundCloud Stitcher And literally everywhere, whatever your favorite app is, we should be uh, available uh, on there. So uh, also for Facebook Live, the link is uh, up above. You can click on the iTunes there. Um, Kind of a unique episode. We will be covering uh, basically the whole league. We're going to pick winners of all six divisions as well as the wild cards. We're going to pick our MVPs in each league, the Cy Young winners, and then at the very end, our World Series matchups. And kind of a unique episode uh, for the first time ever. Probably this will only be a once or twice a year thing. Uh, All four of us are on for this episode. So Jeremy Schilling, as always, uh, Liz Churchville, and Stephanie Allen are all with me. How are you people? Amazing. Doing great. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Jeremy. A party Terrence, pooper. he's just doing okay tonight. Well, just for that, I'm doing spectacular. Wow, um, you know, this is the this is the Terrence like bad take podcast of the year situation. So <laughs> I'm just, hey, well, I'm buckled up. Yeah. You know? Hang on, no spoiler alerts. Um I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just I'm just look. You think Terrence is uh, a bad take expert, you know, regardless. Tonight, you should just buckle up because here it comes. <laughs> so you're saying we should rename tonight's podcast then? Episode I could go for that. Absolutely. 120. Yeah. The Cushman Bad Take Podcast. I, I don't know. I really so feel like mine are going to be the worst takes. So uh, I'll, I'll compete with Terry on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Impossible. All right. <laughs> So basically, we'll just start off with our divisional picks. The American League East is first up. Liz, you volunteered to go first. So how do you see the American League East playing out? Um, uh, basically, to, uh, to Red Sox fans' uh, delight, I suppose, you know, I definitely see them on the top. And then, of course, I had to go with my Rays, number two. Uh, Yankees number three, Blue Jays, and obviously, I think everyone in, in that knows anything about baseball's got the Orioles in the bottom. Uh, yeah, 
That's uh, the, definitely the Orioles on the bottom. Uh, no one's going to disagree with that for sure. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, uh, how do you how do you have it playing out? So I'm going to start with the dumpster fires that have no chance first. Uh, Orioles, Blue Jays. I give. Um, I think it's the. I've been going back and forth on the Sox and Yankees all day, uh, and I was actually just chatting with. Um, Chris Saunders, like 10 minutes before we got going. Um, big Yankees fan. Uh, a guest on our show pretty often, and I was honestly leaning Yankees uh, because of the strength of their bullpen. But at the end of the day, their, their short rotation, um, and I just think at, the Sox are deeper all the way around ex- with the exception of the bullpen. So I'm going to go Red Sox slightly. Uh, I do think the Yankees are maybe one or two games back as the second best team. And then I do think the Rays are three and four games back of that. So that's my order. Would I be surprised if the Yankees win the division? No. Would I be surprised if the Rays win the division modestly? But I think they're a good, I think they're a good ball club. Yeah. The the main reason why I put the Rays over the Yankees is just because I feel like what it's going to come down to is just, the, the manager. I mean, not only obviously like the players clearly, but but just when you're looking at like out managing and out utilizing the tools that you have, uh, cash has is you know is just better at that, and that's what it's going to come down to. Like I think it's going to be a close. He's going to be close no matter what. But I think he's you know he he showed you know finally you know what he can do uh, last season you know with uh, with what little we have going on down here. And uh, I think they're really gonna they're really gonna utilize that you know this season and uh, and come back and finally you know have a couple competitive seasons in a row. I mean, just quickly to address, I don't disagree that cash gives um, any uh, the the managerial you know bump. Uh, the Yankees are just that good, uh, like offensively in the bullpen and while i do think the rays have some talent i think they lack the major league depth that's going to be able to put them over the top and then the the other thing and we'll get to this in our cy young uh, prediction uh snell got paid as good as he was last year i don't see him replicating that as as one of the top one or two pitchers in the american league uh, but they're going to be good. I mean, look, look, I'm going Sox 98 wins yankees 96 and the devil rays 93 <laughs> Devil rays. And that, by the way, that speaks to how bad Baltimore is, how bad Toronto is, and then as we get into the Central and the West, how bad just the American League is. Um, I think this is going to be a five-team race by August first. I think the the American League stinks out loud, except for except for five or six teams max. Mm-hmm. So, something speaking about the well I don't think the American League stinking that I want to touch on when we talk about the MVPs is I was looking at like predictions for MVPs and who like what the analysts like think and just to look at the numbers on anal- on what they or who the analysts were thinking is going to be the AL MVP which I don't even remember what they picked I just know what I picked Trout. And, and then oh they picked Trout of course well of course Trout's always going to be in the conversation but then who they have going for the NL, they pick Paul Goldschmidt, who's great, but you the numbers like don't even compare to what you know hitters in the AL are doing. It's just it's astounding the difference. But but anyway, I know we'll get to that. We don't gotta talk about it now. 
Stephanie, how do you see the division playing out? Um, I picked the Sox, of course, um, with the Yankees and Rays following closely behind. I, like Jeremy, think it's going to be really tight between like four or five teams. I've got like Yankees, Rays, and I know we're going to get to the rest, but Angels, Twins, and A's and kind of um, a battle for the wild card. But I I pick Sox on top. All right. And I think we'll be battling with the Yankees all year. Let's hear Terry. (laughs) Well, basically, (laughs) the Yankees have, the Yankees have definitely uh, added, you know, to their roster, uh, improved their roster. The Red Sox have lost a couple of key relievers and um, didn't, didn't replace them with, with anyone proven a bunch of uh, minor league type uh, signings. Disappointingly, some of our prospects that were near Major League ready don't really look like they're going to be, um, you know, making the team right away or even called up imminently. Darwin's and Hernandez, who pitched very well um, out of the bullpen in spring training, has interestingly been sent back down to double A uh, to be a starter, which is kind of interesting. But uh, the Yankees, you know, they brought back Zach Britton. I expect him to be very solid all year, especially where he's healthy in spring training. So he should be ready to go right out of the gates. Adam Ottavino was added. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki is there as a depth guy. DJ LeMahieu won a batting title as recently as 2016. One of the better second basemen of the last five years came from the Rockies. Uh, you know, he'll be with them. And then they just have just a juggernaut of a lineup. You know, I mean, their uh, second baseman there, who is it? Uh, uh, Torres. He's going to be in their bottom three, for instance. the Their lineup can mash all the way through. Whether or not they hit for average or whatever is another thing. But, um you know, one through nine, there. You know, there's a lot of power there, and you know, with their rotation, they won't have Severino for at least a month. But James Paxton is a borderline ace. Never had an ERA over four ever in his career. Most starts of his career last year, so he's pitching more and more games. Severino, uh, not excuse me, Sabathia, Jay Happ have been. Uh, under a four ERA the last three years in a row as well. And their numbers are lowering and lowering every year. Even Sabathia at his age, just to, you know, just to be extremely blunt, I mean, they have a top five rotation in the league, a top two or three lineup at the worst with the potential to be number one. And they have a top one bullpen. So I have to go with the Yankees. Uh, I'm just... Uh, you know, and, and that's not going to shock anybody, especially Jeremy. But um, it's 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 not even close. And this Red Sox bullpen has been a dumpster fire all spring training. None of them have ever so much as held down an eighth inning all season. Matt Barnes, our projected closer, had a nine something ERA last August, and then a five something in September. I think Fangraphs has them ranked twenty first. I just can't. I just can't see us holding the the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings down 
And then if some of these guys are getting bounced, our starters in the fifth inning, it's tough. It's it's absolutely tough. So Yankees for me in the uh, American League East. Any uh, thoughts on? I mean, is is this the part where I? I mean, all right. Well, look, the Yankees have a great lineup, power wise. They are going to strike out a ton. They're going to leave a bunch of people on base as a result. Um, but it's going to be. But but they will be feast or famine. So you know, if you're a better and you like to bet on baseball, like I do, uh, they're a great overbet. Um, but when they are not, when they're striking out, when they are. Um, misfiring that their offense isn't as great. They don't do the situational stuff well outside of like Brett Gardner, who's situationally one of the best play- players, just all around players in baseball, in my opinion, not one of the best players in baseball. I mean, like just situationally bunt, hit and run, uh, taking an extra base. But outside of that, they're all uh, somewhat specialized players. A judge Stanton, uh, some of their best offensive players are really, you know, you know, all or nothing type offensive players. So I look, I, I did wrestle back and forth with it. I, and if you know, I, I'm not going to say things like I don't see it happening another way because that's Terry's specialty. Um, I, and I don't. Do I fault anyone for picking the Yankees to win the division? I don't. Um, I also think there's a 10 percent or 15 percent chance the Devil Rays win the division. Um, I just think that at the end of the day, the best roster, top to bottom. Uh, are the Red Sox, and uh, I think it's modest. So, like I said, 98 wins for the Sox, 96 wins for the Yankees, 93 wins for the Double Rays. Uh, and I think one of the biggest factors uh, is going to be, and I've said this all off season. I do think by August 1st, our bullpen will be improved uh, uh, by way of trade or by way of organizational uh, depth that that gets called up as the season progresses. I mean, who are we going to trade, though? Who are our ch- trade chips? And just one example of a of a reliever that we might get. I just, I mean, we're not dealing. Chavis. I mean, I'm not. We're not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that right now. A lot of it depends on who's out of the, who's out of it uh, by July fifteenth. So l- let's say, for example, the the um, the blue any team, the Blue Jays, who are projected to be a dumpster fire. Let's say they're they're fluttering around 500 and they're within three games of the wild card. With the two slots in the wild card now, most teams stick around a little bit longer in the race than they normally would. Uh, who's going to wave the the white flag? Uh, the Central is going to be terrible, and we're going to get to them next, I think, except for the Indians, and then I think the Twins are a distant second. So there's going to be, you know, again, does one of those really bad teams stick around and have the illusion of potentially being a contender when they're not? I hope not. And I think the more bad teams there's going to be, and I think there's a ton of them, the more options you're going to have. And and on expiring contracts, you can use low-level or mid-level prospects uh, that aren't going to make this this organization because of the major league depth, and, and you can use those chips to get. Now, am I going to go name by name? No, I'm not going to do that. And I, and I don't think anyone really can right now. I just, I'm just wondering who, I mean, even who we have for trade chips, but that's a, that's a distant thing and, you know, who knows what's going to happen between now and then. So you're right. It's it's not really worth getting into. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's go ahead with your. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Did Terry just say you're right in my direction? That was a nice <laughs> moment. I'm going to cherish that for a minute. I'm just, I'm going to go silent here for a minute. I'm going to cherish that. Just enjoy the moment, Jeremy. Thank you, I will. 
<laughs> and yeah, I'll move on to the central. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give him a back even... rub too. I mean, if if you know if that improves it. But go, go go ahead, Liz. An, an interesting Tuesday night. Um, just to kind of go off of, it's funny, uh, Jeremy mentioned the, the AL Central because, uh, or the Central, since we are talking about the AL, I guess that was a little redundant, but, um, and about how the Twins, you know, would be second behind the Indians because I, I don't think anybody can pick any team other than the Indians, you know, to, to win that division. Uh, but for some reason, this spring training, uh, not that spring training is or performance during spring training is always indicative of how a team is going to be you know during the regular season but for one reason or another I found myself watching Tigers games I don't know if they were just on TV more or what you know times were just more convenient or what it was but um I actually have I actually have the Tigers you know coming in second I feel like they've got an interesting mix of uh Older talent, they they brought in. Uh, I'm assuming it was this season. Uh, Josh Harrison and Jordy Mercer uh, from the Pirates. Uh, they got them, and yet they've got some interesting young talent kind of sprinkled in there too. And uh, even though like they're they're maybe just a, a tad above mediocre, uh, you know, I feel like maybe they're starting to put something together, and they might be able to pull off. You know, not being competitive, they're certainly not going to be in a wild card race or anything like that. But uh, but I also don't think the Twins are going to be that great, so so I have them number three. White Sox, you know, everybody knows they're rebuilding and working on things, so if they finish above fourth, I'll be really surprised. And who the hell knows what the hell the Royals are doing down in Kansas City. They're just completely sucking and apparently not really caring because I haven't heard that they're doing very much down there uh, to improve. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, you're... Uh... You kind of already alluded to it, but uh, if you want to go in depth with it, is he still cherishing? Or let's see where we're at. Obviously, he's cherishing. Okay, I was cherishing. <laughs> I was also simultaneously talking to myself on mute. So okay, um, but all right. So here's here's the dumpster fires, in my opinion: the White Sox <laughs> and the Royals, the Tigers. Look, the rotation right now is Zimmerman, Boyd, Moore. Haven't heard of him. Ross, haven't heard of him. Turnbull. Not great. Uh, I don't think they have it. Um, I like a couple of their players. Castellanos, I, I like the way he plays baseball, but I just don't see the Tigers. I'm going to put them in the dumpster fire category. Um, the Indians, um, interesting just side note or anecdote, their, their owner said that they will only pay for a $300 million player once the rest of the league is giving out billion-dollar contracts, billion with a B. So if you're wow. a Cleveland Indians wow. fan, uh, your owner is just a total piece of shit, especially because you have, um, like, in my opinion, you have more elite talent on that team being underpaid than any other roster. Um, and that's – it's in the rotation – it's 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 all over the place. So Kluber, Bauer, Carrasco, Clevenger, um, th their rotation is obviously I think a top three rotation. Uh, Ramirez at third, uh, MVP type guy. Um, Santana, uh, and then I don't know. But to me, they're the, they're the cream of the crop. I, I think that the Twins are about probably an eighty one to eighty three win team, and they'll be the second place team, but it won't be close. I think. The central division is is like the boring friend that you just keep around. 
um, because they're like a good person, but they're really <laughs> fucking boring. I mean, that's how I see the Central. To me, it's going to be the Indians. I think within, uh, I think by June fifteenth, uh, they'll be up six to eight games. By August first, they'll be up ten games, and it just won't be close. With the Twins uh, hovering around five hundred and the three dumpster fires in the in the rearview mirror. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, go ahead, Jeremy, Stephanie. like you, I had the Indians taking the division. Um, I guess I had the Twins behind them, but I'm kind of rooting for the White Sox to get it together for everybody to just kind of kick in. So um, I agree that I think the Tigers and Royals are my new favorite phrase, a dumpster fire. Um, but I see the Indians taking it. Uh, well, uh, I'm gonna, this is probably my biggest, uh, upset special, and, uh, uh here we go. I, I have, oh I have the legendary Chris Saunders on my side for this one, and I had made up my mind before I even consulted him, actually. Uh, but let's, let's just talk about the Indians real quick, um, They've lost Andrew Miller, Cody Allen. Allen might not be a huge loss if you're going by 2018 alone because he was really bad last year. Pretty good prior to that, especially in 2016. Um, they also had lost uh, Brian Shaw uh, coming into this previous season. And uh, so two big pieces not in their uh, bullpen anymore. Michael Brantley, now with the Astros. Edwin Encarnacion, now with uh, the Seattle Mariners. They did bring uh, Carlos Gonzalez in. He, he's been a Rocky, kind of on the decline. Not really a, a sexy move, but maybe he gets it together. I'm an Indians guy because I'm a Francona guy, so I am rooting for these guys. But um, also, they brought back Carlos Santana. He's coming off of kind of a dismal year, and he's a career 250-ish guy with a but with a high OBP. This is a team that's that's got you know some holes in it. And as recently as a week ago, per Ken Rosenthal, they were still in talks with the San Diego Padres about both Kluber and Bauer. So this is a team where I'm not, I don't even know what their intentions are. Like how committed are they to winning if those conversations are going on? Now Rosenthal did say that a deal before opening day was unlikely and now we're, you know, less than 48 hours from it anyway, but he does expect talks to, you know, continue throughout the season. So maybe if San Diego gets off to a better than expected start, you could, Maybe see some activity. It just for whatever reason, the the Indians are at the point where they want to acquire assets, or at least those are the indications. Now go over to the Twins. They've added some really nice pieces. Nelson Cruz. He's the only guy in the last. I think it's either four or five years straight now with thirty-five plus or more home runs. They added Marwin Gonzalez, who I absolutely love. Super utility guy, just like Brock Colt, but he hits consistently for power. Very dynamic player. C.J. Crone, as Liz might be familiar with, one of the better players out of Tampa last year. I I like their roster, their lineup all the way around, really. It'd be nice if Miguel Sano could stay healthy. He's going to start the year on the DL. Their bullpen, you know, leaves a lot to be desired, but the Indians really at this point only have uh, Brad Hand and, and then Adam Simber for a lefty specialist. And and then finally the uh, the Twins rotation, 
Jose Barrios, you know, long been thought to be a potential ace, hasn't quite had that breakout year. He had like a mid to upper threes ERA last year. Kyle Gibson, solid middle of the rotation guy. Jake Odorizzi, a little bit of a disappointment if you ask me, but, you know, he's he's still got a little bit of potential. I think that this team, and then especially with their new manager, Rocco Baldelli, you know, new managers tend to bring new energy. This is a small market team similar to the Rays, and Baldelli spent several years in the Rays system. You might see some of the openers, some of the tactics you've seen in Tampa. I'm I'm just going to go with the Twins here because I don't know what the fuck the Indians are doing. And, you know, and <laughs> why not? So put me down for the Twins. Can we do betting on this podcast? Can we do, like, can I bet you $100? I'll take the Indians, you take the Twins? Sounds like you just did. <sighs> well, I've offered it. I'll take that bet. That's fine. There we go. We have many witnesses. Yes, I'm an Indians fan. Let's go. I'm an Indians fan too. So it's, after the first month, it's it's a win-win <laughs> for me because if the Indians win, fine. You know, a team I like a lot is in the playoffs. But I'm I I'm just I'm being neutral here, and I've I've weighed a lot of things, and I just I'm just not comfortable with the Indians right now. They, and they're not going to so, acquire people. That's another thing. They're not going to be acquiring pieces. This is their roster. So uh, the Twins might make moves. I don't know. I don't know what their farm looks like. But but the Indians are not going to be active uh, in terms of buying, only selling. Yeah, I mean, I hesitantly acknowledge that Terrence has made a couple decent points. Uh, starting with the fact Hang that on. I like Barwin. I'm going on mute. Sex, I got to cherish. I got to cherish for a few minutes. Okay, go, go cherish for a minute. Uh, I agree that my, I'm like I'm a Marwin Gonzalez guy, and and by the way, he always shows up in the big moments, and he he did that with the Astros for years. Uh, don't not a huge fan of his personality. That doesn't matter to most. It, it actually really doesn't matter to me. Um, but I do think they've made some underrated decisions um, and moves. Uh, their bullpen stinks, and their rotation stinks. Their, their rotation is is absolutely not good, in my opinion. Uh, especially when you look at the Cleveland Indians, and their rotation is is awesome. And I understand their owner sucks, and I and I think there's going to be a year in the very near future where he just refuses to spend money and they stink out loud. But it's not going to be 2019, and I'm already thinking that I'll spend my hundred dollars um, <laughs> a couple of different ways. But we'll get into that maybe in a, in, in a month or two when it's clearly over. Let's do it. Oh, and another thing I forgot to mention about the Indians, uh, Lindor out for a little while, a big chunk of April. Uh, Jose Ramirez, one of the most consistent hitters literally of the last four or five years, uh, is has a knee contusion. X-rays were negative, but he took a nasty ball to the knee. So, uh, you know, a couple of key injuries to start the year also. Any any final thoughts? All right. Are, are, are we moving on well, to the West now? Um, or you, or you got yeah. one more thing? No, 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 no. I mean, I always have one more thing, which is part of the problem. So let's move on to the West. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll start with the the dumpster fires, or, or maybe not even dumpster. Well, the Rangers are a complete dumpster fire. Uh, hey, Liz, they, Liz, 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 don't, steal, don't steal my shtick. 
Come on. Ah, uh, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. So the, obvi- the obvious, obvious winner of the West is the Astros. I mean, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I, I really don't think anyone could pick anything but the Astros from that division. I mean, uh, you I think said the that was the last repeat. division. You said that was the last I division. I know. I know. Okay, so so the Astros. I personally feel like the Astros are, are going to retake it. There's there's no reason to believe they're not going to. Uh, the rotation is awesome. They have tons of hitting. You know, it. They they just have everything. They're they're pretty much the perfect team. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, I might send them to the World Series again, but um, I think the A's are, are going to be a solid number two again. I mean, I don't think very much changed over there either, um, and I, for some reason, I just feel like the Angels aren't going to pull up to pull it together, you know, this season to uh, to be that number two. They just are the solid, mediocre, middle-of-the-road team. Like, maybe they don't have a losing record, but they certainly aren't winning, you know, enough uh, to get anywhere, uh, the Mariners are rebuilding, uh, so they're not looking to you know do anything that spectacular. And the, the Rangers have completely sucked for quite some time, so uh, so I'm definitely not expecting uh, them to do anything but be at the bottom. Jeremy, all right. Well, um, it's hard to pick against the Astros. The biggest concern I have with them is the 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 numerous deep runs. Um. <laughs> And the concern that maybe a slow start or a month where they have to nurse injuries related to players that have just basically played more baseball than anybody else in the American League. Um, I, um, but I think, generally speaking, this division is the most wide open in the American League. Um, I, I just don't see regardless of whatever hiccup I do envision the Astros facing, I, I just, they have so much talent everywhere. Love the manager. I, I love that ballpark. Um, uh, that the fan base, I think in part due to their success has, has rallied behind that program. Uh, so to me, it's the Astros. Honestly, it's crazy with Oakland and their approach. You know, there's years where they win 79 games and there's weird years. They find a way to win 91, I don't know what to expect from them. Um, uh, the ballpark sucks, um, you know. And and the other issue I have with this division, just being honest, is because it's on the West Coast, I see the least amount of them, except for the Astros, who I I think are appointment television, um, and also they're in the Central um, time zone. So um, I think it's the Astros division to win. Um, everyone else will be chasing, um, but it's it's it, after the Astros. To me, it's the most wide open uh, division. Stephanie, yeah, I thought this would, division was the biggest no brainer for me. To me, it was Astros for sure, and then um, with the A's chasing them, I unfortunately get to see a lot of A's baseball. In fact, that's the only time I get to see the Sox is when they play the A's. So um, I've got the Astros taking it, A's chasing, Angels not doing much of anything except spending money on somebody long term. <laughs> that's that's my take. Um, yeah, I mean, the, but just quickly, the Angels are going to be a lot less exciting this year with Shoho Atani not not around. Right. Um, so even even with the Trout signing, to me, they just they're they're lacking. I know Terry wants us to stick it stick to order, so I'll stop. Well, there. I think Otani is going to DH all year, isn't he? I could be wrong, but okay. Yeah, I mean, that, 
No, no, no. I, and that's my understanding. But what I'm talking about, Terry, is the excitement level of having him. Um, I mean, look, at last year at this time, he was a, it was appointment television. Um, and he was so electric on both both ways. Um, so what I was saying is, even though they're not a good program, and I know Terry just loves the LA Angels of Anaheim, um, but they were they were exciting to watch. Obviously with Trout, but then Shohei Otane with the, the 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 pitching and the hitting, and and he was an electric factory as far as a two way player. So something we haven't seen in a really long time. And maybe Rick Ankeel, who did it, who didn't overlap. He did it, you know, the pitching first, lost his fastball at his location, then went and played outfield. But there hasn't been a two-way player like Shoho Otani in, in a period of time I can remember. So my point was just simply that the Angels are going to be bad and they're not going to be as exciting as they were to watch last year because Otani, I think, is just going to be relegated to DHing. Yeah, I just checked, and that, that is what he'll be doing all year. Yep. Um, I'm not, I don't have any tricks up my sleeve with this division. It's definitely the Astros. They, As I said... Sort of in the last segment, uh, they did add Michael Brantley. Nice piece if he can stay healthy. He can, and he could very well be their full time DH, um, you know, because they got Springer and uh, Reddick uh, in the outfield. They can also put uh, Kemp Marisnik out there. They have a phenomenal bench, by the way. Uh, and then you know they got one of the best infields in, in Major League Baseball. You know, Gurriel, Altuve, Correa, and Bregman. You know, if they're all if they're all healthy as well. Uh, their bullpen is pretty deep. Osuna, although the Red Sox do tend to mangle that guy, uh, and he deserves it because he, you know, beats his wife. But um, and then uh, Presley, who they acquired from Minnesota last year, had a zero point seven seven ERA from like July twelfth on, and they just extended him to uh, Rondon. He's, he's scary good. Davinsky, yeah, and he came out of nowhere, really. I mean, he was an okay reliever, but he wasn't, he was never dominant before last year. And, uh, they did add Wade Miley, and a lot of people might laugh at that, because he sucked with the Red Sox, and, you know, and then finally last year with the Brewers, he kind of, you know, had one of his better years, but the Astros have a way of, of really turning careers around. We saw it with Charlie Morton, uh, Brad Peacock has come a long way, and if if Miley adapts to that spin rate program that they've kind of pioneered, uh, it'll be interesting to see how well he does. And um, th- that's a you know a semi thin rotation at the moment, but they they have more than enough pieces on the farm to to make a move uh, throughout the year. But uh, Verlander and Cole are, are one too. Anyway, a nice one, too. Um, so, Astros for me. The, the A's, though, I mean, they could have a similar year. I mean, easily uh, a 90-plus as I uh, shut my tablet down. Um, but they got Mike Fires. They picked up Marco Estrada. If his back issues aren't, you know, bad, then, you know, he'll, he'll be pretty solid. Uh, Brett Anderson, for whatever reason, pitches well only for Oakland. So, um, you know, he's... You know he he could be pretty serviceable, and their bullpen is still absolutely stacked. Trying in Trevino, Soria, Pettit, uh, Rodney. You know for what he's worth, and uh, I'm just checking on Sean Manaya. Uh, he could possibly return late this season if they uh, do set up for a uh, playoff run. So um, who knows what he'll do after shoulder surgery, though. But anyway, Astros for me. Uh, any more on this division before we uh, move to the wild cards? 
I do think the Athletics had the best chance of um, rising as that second team. Davis is just uh, an offensive for a team that has always struggled, and, and in part due to their ballpark. Uh, Davis gives you pop in the middle of the lineup. Uh, I like Piscotty. He, uh, awesome story for that guy about his mother and the 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 deal between the Cardinals and, and the Athletics. I don't want to get into it in the, this podcast, but if you don't know about it. Google Piscotti trade from Cardinals to Athletics and the story about his mom and how both organizations. It's it's one of the cooler baseball stories of the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, the, I, I wouldn't bank on Manaya. Obviously, he threw a no hitter last year against the Red Sox. So us as Red Sox fans are like, this guy is potentially a difference maker. Got hurt. Uh, it's a big time injury, and he's not back. In fact, he's not. I, to me, I don't think he's a factor anytime soon. Uh, their bullpen is stacked, and um, you know, for whatever reason, that program finds a way to to win games. Always fall short. Um, so I, I don't disagree with, with with them as maybe the second best program in that in that division. I, I also forgot that one of their bigger additions uh, this off season was Jerkson Profar from Texas, and uh, he's been up yeah, and down. He was, he was a former number one in the top 100 best overall prospect in major league baseball. But, um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe he'll, uh, he'll find it, uh, you know, in Oakland. Uh, so, all right. Uh, Liz, uh, who do you have as your wild card winners? Uh, the wild, well, the so wild card team. Who, who ultimately say. wins or who uh, plays just, the one just, game? Playoff? Just the teams. Yeah. Just the teams. Is fun. The teams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of think the the East is obviously the the strongest division of everybody, so I think that's where it's going to come from. So whoever is the the two and three, and my picks would be the Rays and the Yankees. Um, you know, that's who, that's who it's going to be, and I have to be I have to be optimistic at this point, and uh, and maybe trust the system, and I'm going to pick the Rays to win. All right, Jeremy, who do you have? So for me, this comes down to it's either the Red Sox or the Yankees, and I picked the Red Sox by, I think, two games, so I think the Yankees are clearly going to be the best wildcard team left. And then it comes down to the Athletics, the Twins, and the Double Rays. Um, and I... Well, my biggest issue, and and I do think they will because the Orioles are that bad and the Blue Jays are that bad and there's so many bad teams in the American League that I do think it's possible for the Devil Rays, Sox, and Yankees to all win 90 games. I think they did it last year. I think the Devil Rays had 90 wins last year. So it's not so far-fetched, although like as I'm saying, it's like, man, 90 wins in one division for three teams. But it's, it's it's a... it's a microcosm of just how bad the Orioles and the Blue Jays are and then how bad the rest of the American League is. And um, it, it seems impo- it seems very difficult to consider that three teams would make it with, with both wild cards coming to the same division. Um, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to lean that way. Um, I think I'm going to go Yankees and double Rays in the wild card. Uh, Stephanie? Stephanie? Um, I have Yankees and A's in the wild card. A little repeat of last year, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, Yankees lose and I get to see my Sox play out in Oakland. Uh, Well, (laughs) that's... I just don't think the Rays are going to pull it off, and so I think it'll be Yankees-A's. 
Okay, warning, warning, warning. Oh, here's here we the, go. Here we here's go. Aaron says that the Red Sox aren't even going to make the fucking playoffs. Here right, we go. Right, he's got his wild card. Buckle up, podcast listeners. Do you want to bet another hundred bucks on that? On if they yeah. make the playoffs. hundred dollars. The Red Sox make the playoffs. Yes, I will bet another hundred dollars. No, yeah. about what my yeah, pack. I'm in on about that my one. pack. About my pack. Oh no, 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 no! Because okay. you'll change it to get your other hundred back. <laughs> wow, I thought I was about to make an easy hundred. Uh, that was going to be a double up, but um, I do have the Red Sox uh, in into the wild card. Uh, w- what I chuckled there was. I, I would dread nothing more than the Red Sox having to go to the West Coast to, to play a wild card. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work out well against any team, but maybe the Angels. And uh, so that's oh, why I, I kind of want them to play a wild card here. I want the Yankees to play uh, the wild card and to lose. Yeah, well, and my second team, I'm gonna side with uh, Liz on. Um, on, on the the Rays, I, I think Snell is still going to have a good year. I, I think I don't know if he's like a Verlander type ace, but he's definitely a Tampa ace, you know. And he's always going to pitch well for that team. Um, and I think he's going to be, you know, no worse than the top five or ten if, if he's healthy this year. Charlie Morton pitched very well. He's had a resurgence ever since twenty seventeen was the hero of that World Series, kind of like the Nathan Avaldi in a way. And um, Tyler Glass now, one of the big pieces in the uh, Pirates Archie. trade. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of like the, the Rays there. And like Jeremy alluded to, I mean, who knows? I mean, I can't rule them out entirely to, to, to even win the division. You know, I mean... Who knows? And with the Red Sox, I mean, the A's could easily sneak in as well. It's going to be between them three teams. But with the Red Sox, they could win 95 games in the division. Would not shock me. Well, it might a little, actually, with the bullpen. But but they could very well win 95 games. I, w- I would be... I wouldn't be any less shocked if they only won 75. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know how it's going to go, but... Uh, it's going to be two out of those three teams in there for sure. But officially, on the record, Red Sox and Rays. All right, so just go back quickly, and I'm not. I, I'm actually. I'm interested in maybe you giving me a win total on the Indians because you have them not making the playoffs. Uh, the Indians. I'll put them. I don't think Francona's ever finished under um, 500. So. I'll go probably 83 wins for the Indians. Okay, let's move to the National League. <laughs> oh wait, no, we're not. No, we're not done yet. Um, okay, are we doing MVP and yes, Cy Young? Or yeah. No? So go ahead. Uh, why, why don't you just do them both just to make it smoother? So just with your MVP and then your Cy Young list. Uh, for MVP, um, I have Jose Altuve. Um, Going, I, I know we got it back in 2014, or no, 2017, um, but uh, but he's been a consistent, awesome, dynamic player, you know, pretty much his whole, uh, you know, since uh, he started being in the conversation in 2014 and, uh, and everything, and he's, I think for 2016 and 17, he was, what do I have, he was hitting over... Um, he was hitting over 330 uh, for both those seasons, and then he had uh, more than 75 
RBIs and over 25 stolen bases for both those. He had a little hiccup last year, uh, but I think that was just, you know, World Series hangover. So I think he's going to come back and uh, and be awesome. Okay. So I have him for MVP. Cy Young, um, I have someone from the same team. I have Verlander, man. I mean, he just signed that huge two-year extension. What is it? Uh, $66 million for two years at the end of his uh at the end of his career, basically, I don't know that he's going to retire after that, but I feel like, you know, it's pretty much eminent. I mean, he's been in the league for forever. No, and, he, he um, said 40, mid-40s is what he, he's hoping for. Mid-40s? Well, well, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> two years, $66 million says, hey, I'm getting to the end of my, my line here, and maybe he'll sign a one-year, uh, you know, after that. I, I don't I don't know, but, I mean, we'll see. That's a, that's a pretty big extension, I, I feel. But, um... But, I mean, I feel like he's really going to come in and pull it off. You know, maybe Snell will be in the hunt again. I think he is going to be really good. I don't think he's going to replicate, you know, what he did last season. But uh, but I think Berlander's going to come in and, and get another Cy Young. All right, Jeremy. Okay, so for me, and I might have to talk through this a little bit, I see I like either Judge or from the same team, Alex Bregman. I'm such a huge Bregman fan. Me too. Um, he is he is so fucking good at everything about baseball. His personality brings people to the game, in my opinion. He has some cockiness, um, but it's not like to the level of being a douchebag. So I just I'm I'm a huge Bregman fan. I haven't been shy about that in the past. Um, Obviously, he did some things last postseason on this on social media with you know the Evaldi three home run game he had against the the Devil Rays and all that that rubbed a lot of Red Sox fans the wrong way. I don't hate it. To me, that that brings people to the game, not pushes them away. And I'm all about a, a higher viewership and more baseball fans. Um, Judge, he just he has that ability to go a month where he he just he's it's it's like a home run every game or every other game the only problem with judge is the strikeout rate um and i just think bregman's so good defensively that that he he's a he is a difference maker defensively so i've talked through it i'm going bregman uh as the mvp and then i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a more bold decision i think in the cy young award and i'm gonna say that chris sale um gets over the finds a way to stay healthy they're going to do this the, you know the new term in in professional sports is load management they're going to find a way um to get him out of games when the red sox have a lead uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna find a way to put, make him uh, or put him in a position to be successful in the back half of the year and i think with this offense he's going to win 19 games and win the Cy Young. Uh, Stephanie? Stephanie? Yeah, I um, shouldn't follow Jeremy because I feel like our takes are the same a lot. I had, um, well, I originally thought Trout, so that was uh, one of my MVP candidates for AL, but uh, I really like Bregman as well. But I'm going to go with Trout. It seems kind of obvious, but uh, Trout. And then uh, for Cy Young, I had Sell all day. I think he's going to step up and earn his money and um, finally win that Cy Young. I uh, also have Trout uh, as the MVP. It's kind of boring, but you, you figure he did sign the biggest contract of all time, and he's going to want to justify that right out of the gates. And he's been a top two MVP in six out of his seven full 
seasons uh, as as a major leaguer. The one uh, season he did not finish in the uh, top two, he was fourth. So he's been top five his whole career. He, all those top two finishes, he had a silver slugger. I just, I'm just, it's the boringest pick of all, but, but uh, I'm taking him. Um, Cy Young, I'm going. This might sound funky because I've I've kind of trashed the team <laughs> a little bit, but um, I'm going to take Trevor Bauer this year. Um, you know, if he's healthy, he had a freak injury last year, but he's really intense and um, very intellectual, you know, about how he, you know, goes about pitching. And I just think, I think this is his year. So I'll take Trevor Bauer. I don't hate that pick. And one of the things I, I, the reasons why I like that pick um, is that this whole one year thing, he is incentivized by his own weird behavior with his contract to, to kind of constantly be in a contract year, so it's an interesting it's an interesting pick. I don't hate it. Um, obviously, you know that that's that you know that that gives me some food for thought. I don't I don't hate that. Yeah, I mean well, we're like making most, progress. Like I, like like, like oh. I hate most of his stupid predictions. <laughs> well, so, something something too. I read a really cool article um, that uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, published or whatever about Trevor Bauer and uh, something I think that gets lost in a lot of this and it's really hard to quantify is the intangible things you know that make players do well or or not do well you know in any given year when maybe they were good last year but for some reason they're they're slacking off this year Trevor Bauer like he's not into relationships he doesn't give a fuck for lack of a better word to describe it it doesn't seem like he's going to let any of those outside influences bother him. So to me, you know, maybe that's one less thing that's going to affect him. Did you hear so, his uh, podcast with Jeff Passan last year? I didn't. Oh, because a lot of that got brought up. He's like, I wouldn't be, he's like, if I were married, like a lot of his teammates, he said, he wouldn't be nearly as good of a player. And he broke down mechanics, and he was talking about Chapman's mechanics being perfect, and that's why he's consistently over 100. He has perfect mechanics for, for his body type, actually. Everybody's mm-hmm. level of perfect is different, he was saying. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most fascinating interviews uh, I, I've ever heard you know, in sports. Okay. And if you guys want to listen to it, I'm sure you can find it. But the audio quality wasn't great because Bauer's volume was down, so... I don't know if it's going to be a good thing to listen to while you're driving or, you know, where there's noise around you or whatnot. But I was fascinated by it, you know, so. Yeah, he seemed like an interesting cat. I mean, I'm sure the interview is way better than the article uh, just because you're hearing it, like, literally him him saying it. It's not just quotes and interpretations of the things that he's saying. But, uh, but yeah, definitely taking out those intangibles, I feel like, particularly with the season, you know, being as long as it is, and uh, and everything could could potentially make a difference and push him over the top. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, why don't we uh, dig into the, uh, the? We're almost an hour in, so I don't. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, here, here uh, I was thinking we were thinking we were going kind of fast, and then I just looked up, like, I thought it's been an hour. <laughs> I thought it might be a quicker show, but uh, you know, apparently not. Um, but we're, we're you know we're more American League people than we are National League, so. 
Um, we'll probably yeah. zip through it. Um, all right. So, yeah, go ahead, Liz, uh, with your uh, National League East uh, picks. All right. In, in the East, I, I have the Nationals actually uh, taking it. Uh, then the Phillies coming in coming in behind them. I don't think they're going to be much past second. I know they've invested a lot of money you know, this season, but I don't think it's going to come together for them. Um, you know, this year, uh, the Mets third, Braves, uh, their season last year was just a fluke. They're coming in fourth. And then, I mean, the Marlins, I feel like, uh, yeah, so they're number five. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean, the Marlins are the biggest dumpster fire in all, maybe all the professional sports. Yeah. Um, the Mets have had kind of a sneaky good offseason. They, they locked up DeGrom this morning. Um, Syndergram, Syndergram, uh, Thor, who I'm going to just keep mispronouncing his name, so I'll call him Thor. He's motivated. He hasn't been signed yet. They've, they've brought in some people, um, you know, to, to build some organizational depth that I've liked. I don't think it gets them over the top, and I know this is, like, kind of unfair, but I think a lot of it is just because they're the Mets. Um, so, I'm sorry? Oh, no, I was just going to say, something I noticed when I was just trying to look at everybody, like, each team's like depth chart and everything like that just to kind of get a nice overview of at least last season to you know kind of see you know what was going on it seemed like every team that that i have finishing third is all about the same like when you look at their their numbers and and everything with their their pitching was almost the same like they have one good pitcher and everybody else is just okay they might have one good batter and everything else is just okay the mets kind of fall in that category like it could go either way for them but I feel like they're just stuck in that mediocre spot for whatever reason. Like, they could, you know, bounce ahead of the Phillies, maybe. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily going to be better than the Nationals. They seem to have a lot of power right now. I don't know. And, and uh, at least their top, I think, three or four uh, starting pitchers seem to be really, really good, But uh, at least on paper. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, I just think the Mets are kind of stuck in that spot right now, and I don't know what's going to, you know, get them out of that. But, um, but yeah, they don't completely suck, but I, I just don't think they're going to be better than the Nationals or the Phillies. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I well, that's my point. I, so I, I was going back to front. I, I, the Marlins are going to be absolutely terrible. I do think Atlanta caught lightning in a bo- bottle last year. So for me, I, they're about 80 wins. They're, they're fourth. The Mets, I think, are going to be okay. They're probably going to be about the same spot, third or fourth. Um, the Phillies have gotten better, you know, and they're just, I don't think Harper in and of itself gets them over the top and I don't trust Kapler and I don't, the biggest reason is he's applying the, the, the saber metrics to the nth degree. And I think if you're applying saber metrics that mechanically, you're not going to have the trust of your players who want to be in for that last at you know that last batter if you're a pitcher or whatever may be the case. So that brings me to the Nationals. They got one of the best young players in baseball with Soto. I think they've got a good outfield for regardless of the fact that they lost Harper. Um, they, uh, I mean, they still have Scherzer, Strasburg. They added Corbin, uh, so they're they're starting rotation solid um you know so i'm going nationals i think that this division may be the team with the lowest win total to win the division so you know the nationals could win the division at 89 games 
Stephanie? Yeah, just like um, Jeremy referred to the AL Central as like kind of the boring division. To me, this division's kind of boring. Like, I um, actually picked the Phillies. I didn't want to, but I did. I think that um, not just because of Harper, but because of some of the folks they have around them, like McCutcheons and Segura. Um, and their new catcher, whose name I always mess up, the real Rumulto. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just picked the Phillies. Um, I think the Nationals will be right behind them, but I don't know. I think even the Mets are, even though they're a dumpster fire, the term of the day, um, I say Phillies. All right. Um, I... I think the Mets are a complete dumpster fire, typically. Um, there's all kinds of shenanigans that seem to go on with that team. I mean, Yoenna Cespedes seems to hate baseball now that he's finally getting paid. He won't be back till midsummer. Um, I'm not a big Noah Syndergaard fan. I think he runs his mouth a little too much. Uh, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. Weirdly, he refused to get an MRI on his arm or his shoulder. The team wanted him to do it just out of precaution next start he injures himself he's out for six to eight weeks because he wouldn't get a fucking mri i hate that guy i love jake Degrom. i'm glad he finally got paid i hope he gets traded that way he actually does win a world series someday um you know it'd be nice if we had a farm system but you know maybe we could get him but um i don't like i don't like the mid to lower end of their rotation their outfield's a little weak to me. Uh, you know, Logaris, Conforto, and Nemo just doesn't really do it. I do like their bullpen. They got Diaz, who is the best. Uh, Edwin, I think, yeah, Edwin Diaz was the number one reliever in the American League last year. They got him as part of the Cano deal. That's great. They have Familia back. We know he can pitch in that market, so that was a good move there. But they're a dumpster fire to me until proven otherwise. You know, their clubhouse is always a mess. And, uh, you know, who their manager's in their, his second year. So uh, I'm, I'm going to stay well away from them. Uh, the Nationals, similarly, you know, there's problems, at least in their front office. You know, they weirdly dealt a reliever to the Cubs last year because they thought he was the clubhouse rat, thought he was giving information to Jeff Pass, and Pass and later came out and said, I've never had a single conversation with this guy. And that was Brandon Kinsler. Um you know, so some some weird issues there. Uh, their lineup, though, is loaded. I've seen. Um, I'm not picking him, but I've seen Juan Soto be picked for for MVP. Victor Robles has been one of their top prospects. He should be able to play a full year. Um, you know, Zimmerman has been okay. Uh, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, great player. Their rotation is where it gets a little scary for me. We know who Scherzer is, one of my favorite pitchers of this era, but uh, Steven Strasburg never really seems to pitch a full season, has had Tommy John once. Um, you know, he doesn't tend to pitch a lot of innings. Uh, Patrick Corbin coming off the best year of his career, but he's had a lot of bad years as well, and I, he was in a small market in Arizona. I can't really, I mean, if he if he proves me wrong, then, you know, maybe him being extremely solid might kind of change my opinion. But 
I just I'm not I'm not gonna go there until he proves it. And they do have Anibal Sanchez. I think that was one of the sneakier good um you know moves of the uh offseason because he did have a good year last year with Atlanta. So that leaves just the Braves and the Phillies. Um I'm picking the Phillies. The the Braves I don't know what they were thinking because one of their biggest downfalls last year was the bullpen, and they got plenty of money to spend because nobody's really making any real money on their team other than the third baseman uh, they picked up, Josh Donaldson, for $23 million. He might play 23 games, but they gave him $23 million. Freddie Freeman actually is, is probably one of their higher-paid guys as well, but uh, their lineup's pretty good. Ozzy Albies, um, I'm on the Phillies one. Uh, Ozzy Albies, um, Acuna Jr., uh, Nick Marcakis is back. He was an all-star last year. But their their bullpen just is one of the weaker ones in the division. Their ace, Mike fulton starting the year on the DL. Uh, Newcomb, I think he pitched a no-hitter last year. He came really close. He could have a good year. Not a big Gosman guy from Baltimore. Um, Julio Turan hasn't really quite broken through. I just don't like the Braves. And Jeremy, I'm not going to be spiteful. I'm. You made a good point about the uh, analytics. Uh, you know, with Kapler, he embraces them far too much. And I'm going to add to your point when a team, uh, you know, whether it's a manager or an organization as a whole heavily embraces analytics what they are what they are saying is that players don't evolve players don't get better and i mean we saw what happened with travis shaw when he went from boston to milwaukee you know so i just i'm not a huge analytics guy i'm rooting against the phillies because i hate that baseball is kind of going this way and um but i just Nola and Arietta, that's a nice one-two punch. I'm not crazy about their bottom three, but Pavetta has long been thought to be a guy who could be a you know a solid starter. They do have a good farm system. They can make a move. They did acquire Bryce Harper. I like that. Reese Hoskins goes back to first base. He'll probably have a better year all the way around. Gene Segura, a top four or five shortstop. Got him from Seattle. Love that. Andrew McCutcheon. I think they kind of that I wouldn't have brought him in for 15 million, but we know who he is. He's solid, you know. He'll he'll be all right. Uh, and then JT Realmuto, I hated the trade because there wasn't enough. You know, there's only two years on it, but when, when you when you add him in with all the other acquisitions, he's a nice complimentary uh, piece in there. You know, best catcher in the league last year. And then finally, their bullpen. I think they got one of the better bullpens in the division. Uh, da- uh, David Robertson. You know, we we're very familiar with him. Sir Anthony Dominguez, Hector Neris. Pat uh, Neshek. That's a nice one through four. I'd love to have a bullpen like that in Boston, but uh, was not a priority. So, but anyway, Phillies take it. Uh, I hope I'm wrong because you know I hate that organization and I hate Gabe Kapler too. But I, I just they, they're the most complete team to me. Any other thoughts before we move on to the Central? Nope. Let's move on. All right. Central, uh, I've got the Brewers uh, taking it uh, with the Cubs, you know, following them closely. Cards in the middle. Uh, Reds are rebuilding, so uh, they're not, you know, doing anything. And then uh, 
the Pirates are are definitely the dumpster fire, as they say, of uh, of this division. Yeah, I, I, this division I think is one of the better divisions in baseball. Um, mm-hmm. Cincinnati um, does nothing for me. Pittsburgh, I think, is going to hang around. Um, it, it, I, I mean, they're probably not going to be over five hundred, but I think they're going to be a competitive ball club. The the Goldschmidt um, move, um, I think it, it's going to have a bigger effect than I think people are talking about. Um, th- this is a guy who's not only like a perennial top three silver slugger, but he's also a perennial top three gold glove. He makes literally the entire infield better immediately. Um, Carpenter at third. Um, you know, they, they've got some young talent, which I think is going to create um, a little bit of unknown uh, over uh, the season. But I like what they're doing. I don't know if it makes them better than the Cubs, um, who I'm going to pick. The other team in this is Milwaukee. Um, I like Milwaukee. I think they're exciting to watch. I, they, their personality and these videos they're putting out. If you're if you've been paying attention to it, um, they're very they're very very exciting. They're very you know I I don't know that they're as good as they were last year, and for one reason and one reason alone, their starting rotation. Um, they they their bullpen was was very very good last year. Um, and it was, you know, in that playoff series, they, I mean, it was like what the third or fourth inning and they were just immediately going to the bullpen. Um, Moustakis, Travis Shaw, who I love, uh, Aguilar, um, Yelich obviously won an, an MVP, Kane, uh, an ex-Royal, great, a good, good baseball player, Braun, um, who, is going to miss the first couple games because he forgot his fucking passport. Fun team to watch. This Their starting rotation sucks. Just sucks. And if they can get anything from it, I think they are going to be better than people think. And, and I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. So I'm going back to the Cubs um, for a myriad of reasons. Um, proven talent. Um, you know, Lester at the start of that rotation – I saw Hamill's pitch uh, last night on Nesson against the Sox. Um, he, he actually hit an absolute missile to dead center for a home run off of Porcello. Um, but I just think the Cubs, uh, run by Epstein, um, Madden is their manager. I don't expect uh, elite stuff from Darvish, but if you catch him in a year where he's good, he's really good. Rizzo, Zobrist, their shortstop is the he's an electric factory defensively. Baez. Uh, Chris Bryant, um, you know, Schwarber's back fully healthy, uh, a full year removed from his knee injury. So um, they're not a perfect ball club, but I'm going to go Chicago in this division. Uh, For me in this division, I took uh, the Cardinals based on Carpenter and Goldschmidt. I think they're going to be good anchors to the offense there. And then um, I had the Cubs chasing behind them. And then... um, so, 
Terrence? Yes. Um, well, I wish I could agree with Liz and go with the Brewers because they are also my favorite team in that division. I got to go to their stadium, had a great time. I couldn't sit with my friends because they got their tickets without telling me, so I had to hang out with a bunch of Brewer fans. Great people, great fan base, and uh, first time in a closed, you know, stadium as well. So, uh, but the problem with uh, the Brewers is that they've had a couple of um, injuries to their bullpen, which was their strong point last year. Um, Corey Nebel, Tommy John surgery, Jeremy Jeffress, who was great in the regular season, extreme choke artist, as it turned out in the in the playoffs, probably cost them a trip to the World Series, but. He's not expected back until at least mid-April, it says. But it's it's right shoulder weakness. Shoulders freak me out more than anything with pitchers. Um, so that's a, that's a big hit to them. Uh, uh, Brent Suter still out. Uh, and it says uh, he'll be back possibly in 2019. So probably in the later part of the year. So I'm just, it's hard for me to get there. I love their lineup top to bottom. Their rotation, you know, Chasin, Peralta, I mean, they're somewhat okay. But then when you get to, you know, Woodruff and Davies, not that great. And Hayter might be the best, one of the best relievers in baseball, especially uh, for long relief. But, I mean, they have him, and then it drops off quickly. You know, Matt Albers, Claudio. I'm just, I can't go there. I love the Brewers, but... I just can't. Um, so to, I won't get into the you know the bottom two teams, but it does come down to the Cubs and the Cardinals. Uh, I I'm gonna go with the Cardinals on this one. Uh, the what I don't like about the Cubs is uh, their outfield leaves a lot to be desired. Jason Hayward, you know, extremely disappointing, especially with his contract there. Albert Almora, I mean, he's an okay center fielder, but he's not, certainly not like a cornerstone of an organization. Kyle Schwarber, love that guy. I think he looks a lot like Jack Black, which I think is hilarious. The guy can mash, but he doesn't hit well for average, and he's a strikeout machine. Their infield is still pretty good, though. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, Ben Zobrist, uh, Javier Baez, probably the best shortstop in Major League Baseball. Chris Bryant, uh, you know, great infield, and, and even uh, Wilson Contreras. But, um, yeah, but beyond that, their bullpen, I mean, their their closer still uh, isn't coming back until, uh, I got it right here. My tablet's being slow. He's not expected back until at least May or so. Uh, it says possibly late April. So he's not going to start the year in the bullpen. That is their weakness. I'm not a U Darvish guy. You know, he's had a lot of injuries. I think he's a bit of a head case as well. He he did fine in Texas, but not so much in uh, Los Angeles. And I, I just I, I worry a little bit about the big markets. Cole Hamill's getting up there; could still be solid. Jose Quintana, one of the biggest disappointments of the last several years. I'm just I just don't like their pitching really and their outfield. What I do like about the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt, he's actually won four uh, gold gloves uh, so far. Elite defender, probably the best first baseman in Major League Baseball. Well on his way to probably being a first ballot Hall of Famer as well. Um, just, you know, phenomenal player. Always in the top 
three or four, it seems like, at least in the power department. Uh, Marcelo Zuna probably have a bounce back here. Uh, Matt Carpenter, great player for quite a while. Um, the interesting thing here is they're not going to have their ace, and I don't know, I think they're saying late April, but he hasn't been right since last July, but they just have amazing depth in their uh, rotation. Miles McCullis, Jack Flaherty, you know, nice one-two punch at the top there. Michael Waka has been fairly solid. I think he is coming off an off year, but he's still fairly young and could bounce back. And Adam Wainwright's kind of in CC Sabathia mode, just kind of hanging tough, but he's still with the team. Jordan Hicks, Andrew Miller, nice one-two uh, in the bullpen. Uh, certainly, you know, you know, better than you know anything Chicago has. Um, Cardinals for me. All right, Liz, take right. us away on our last division, the uh, National League West. Uh, the West, um, unfortunately, I have the Dodgers taking it again, uh, Rockies, and then I'm going to go with Terry and say who cares about the other about the other teams <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Do- Dodgers, Dodgers, Rockies. I-, I really wanted to pick the Rockies. I, I want them to be good. I-, I hope they're good. I want to see them beat the Dodgers. I don't want to see the Dodgers uh, go to a, another World Series or, or anything again, um, but uh, but I just think that they're just going to be they're just going to be too much for them, and then they're going to the Rockies are going to come in behind them. Yeah, I mean um, the Padres suck, and I can't I can't say this enough. I just hope Machado just sucks for the entire length of that contract. So um, the Giants aren't good. Um, Lavulo in Arizona, guy I root for. I, I just don't think they have enough talent. Um, I like the Rockies. I love that they committed to Arenado and Arenado committed to them. Um, you know, Murphy's give, giving up trying to play second base is gonna gonna play first base for them. Uh, Blackman, who I think is one of the more underrated baseball players in the league. Um, so, I, I mean, I like the Rockies. Um, now, with the Dodgers, the Dodgers are interesting. And I said this a little bit about the Astros. The, the, the extra games pitched and played are eventually potentially going to cause them a problem, either with a slow start or where there's just a month where they have to play catch-up with injuries. Um or fatigue or underperformance because they've been in so many deep runs. Um, it seemed like they gave up some talent um, in the middle of the offseason thinking they were going to sign uh, Harper and then never really replaced it. Don't hate their outfield. Uh, you know, Peterson, Pollock, and Bellinger. Um, I like Muncie. I don't love Muncie. Uh, had a big hit in the World Series. Uh, Turner, obviously, is a good player. Um, I, I don't know with Kershaw what you're going to get from him. Obviously, they re-upped him, and he's making a ton of money. Um, I believe he's starting the season on the DL. Um, so I, I do think that there's a real good chance that it's the Dodgers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Rockies out west. <laughs> Stephanie. Stephanie has left us. Oh, JK. Has she? 
Yep. Terrence, go. Uh, I will go. Hang on. Let me just add her real quick. Um, I, I you know I, I like the Rockies uh, myself. They have a nice one through three in their uh, starting uh, rotation. Uh, Kyle Freeland, you know, one of the better pitchers in the uh, National League. German Marquez, Herman Marquez, probably. <laughs> um, you know, coming off a couple solid years. Tyler Anderson. John Gray has been extremely frustrating, but he has shown the potential if he can get it together. That's a nice rotation. Um, their infield is really good. Daniel Murphy just acquired him. Um they lost LeMayhew at second, so there's a bit of a hole there. But uh, Trevor Story, shortstop. Nolan Arenado, of course. Desmond moves to the outfield. I'm also a big fan of Blackman, but he, I think he's about 33. So he is kind of getting up there a little bit. Uh, their bullpen, admittedly, I mean, I'm, I'm very familiar with Wade Davis, but I'm too familiar with uh, his last name is O-O-H. Um, I, I've heard of Oberg. I, I'm familiar with Jake McGee, but... Uh, their bullpen was kind of their downside for the first half of last year. So if they can kind of get it together. Oh, and they also have Brian Shaw, who was really good for the Indians in uh, 2016. But he really hasn't been very good since. But very serviceable uh, you know, team all the way through. I just I don't have the courage to pick against the Dodgers, though. Uh, Jeremy, you listed off a lot of their good players. I mean, Pollock was a nice pickup. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, you know, Bellinger, probably their their best hitter overall. Their bench is also extremely deep. I mean, Chris Taylor is another Marwin Gonzalez type. Hits for power, can basically play anywhere. Uh, Alex Vertigo, one of their top prospects, got called up last year. So maybe he sees some time. I do like Mac Munzee, uh, Max Muncy. Um, uh, Kike Hernandez also at second base. Uh, they do have Corey Seager back, so pretty loaded all the way through. Um, their bullpen was okay, you know, Jansen, Baez, and hopefully Joe Kelly. I'm not a Dodgers guy, but I'm not going to be spiteful and have any ill will. I just hope they know what to do with Kelly. If they try to anoint him the eighth inning, it's it'll go great for about a week and a half, and then not so well for like four to six weeks, but um, I, I have to, uh, I just have to go with the Dodgers. I'm not courageous enough to pick against them. One thing, though, uh, Clayton Kershaw will not uh, be in the rotation. He also is dealing with shoulder inflammation, and um, Rich Hill, who's always injured, it seems like, uh, is dealing with a knee issue. He'll be back also uh, at some point in mid-April. So luckily they do have some depth in their um, rotation. Hunjin Yu, I think, Ryu is how he says it. Uh, Ross Stripling, Kenta Maeda, Waka Bueller, uh, Julio uh, Urias. So plenty of depth there. I picked the Dodgers. Uh, so does Stephanie, who is... Uh, DMing me that she's having issues with her Wi-Fi. So she's she's on the Dodgers. Dodgers for Stephanie. Okay, so, all right. So Jeremy, you were you were ballsy with yours, and I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, and I, I hope well, the Rockies well, do win. But the the Dodgers again, and and look, I'll admit that I may be placing a little bit more 
um, importance on this than than some. Um, and I again, I said the same thing about the Astros. It's one of my actually biggest concerns with the Red Sox. Um, we have we have um, you know issues with the health of our rotation. Evaldi and Sale are obvious. Price is less obvious, especially if he stays off of um, of the PlayStation controller. But the extra innings, and and not only the that the look, not only that it's extra innings, it's the highest leverage innings you could pitch in baseball in the world. And if you if you do it one year, it can be a problem. If you remember last year, the Astros started a little slow. It's when teams are there three or four years. It's 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 a buildup. It's a buildup. It's a buildup. It's a buildup. And eventually, you lose a guy like Kershaw, or you know, let, let's say with with the Dodgers, um, you know, a, a guy like Ryu uh, isn't the same, or or a Bueller who you know was awesome in the in, in that postseason run. Um, so that's just my concern. Um, whether it be the offense, the rotation, the bullpen, all those extra innings. And, and, you know, they've been to multiple World Series, so it's not like they're just making playoff runs. They're making deep playoff runs. They're throwing, you know, their head guys are throwing another 40 innings per, per postseason. They're throwing another basically 25, uh, I'm sorry, another quarter of a season. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they have a little setback, but uh, not to jump ahead of Liz, I do have them as one of my wild card teams. So I do think they're going to be good. Uh, as far as a wild card goes, I mean, uh, definitely I feel like uh, National League is a little more interesting uh, than American, you know, as far as that, uh, as far as that is. But, um, I mean, I would have to, since I have the uh, the Brewers at the top, which uh, probably isn't going to happen, <laughs> but, but who knows, uh, Brewers at the top, I think I'll put, uh, I would put the Cubs, Cubs and the Rockies uh, to be in the wild card since I, you know, since I have the, uh, have the Dodgers taking the West. So, um, Dodgers Cardinals for me. Uh, I'll take the Cubs and uh, the Atlanta Braves to uh, play the wild card. Yeah, I mean, it, I think the Phillies are going to be the biggest underachiever, and I think part of it is going to be the, the the sexiness of the Harper signing. I don't trust Kapler. I don't. Um, so that's that's the one team that you guys have all kind of picked or leaned on in one way or another that I'm not on. So uh, just a little side note there. Yeah, I I mean I like I said I hope I'm wrong, but I just I just they're well balanced, and I just I can't. I wanted to pick Atlanta, but I you know their bullpen was just terrible, and they I just can't believe they spent there was all those relievers on the market and they dumped 23 million on Donaldson. That's just so painful. Um, but yeah. Um, all right. So let's do, uh, uh, MVP Cy Young list. Uh, MVP. I've got, I mean, to go with my brewers, I've got Christian Yelich. I know a lot of people are, are looking at Goldschmidt and I don't debate how awesome he is. I know he's great, but when I look at his, you know, just his, his offensive numbers, I mean, at least based on um, the last couple years with Yelich, Yelich is just better. I don't know if he's kind of flew, un flew under the radar because he played with the Marlins for so long and nobody cares about them. Um, but 
I just think he's awesome. And the fact that Trout has won it so many times and been on a mediocre team definitely doesn't mean that Yelich can't win it being on the Brewers. Even even if they, they end up finishing third, he could still be uh, MVP. So I'm picking him for that. And uh, I'm going Scherzer for the Cy Young. Like, I, I guess after he left the American League, I haven't really watched. I don't watch much NL baseball. I'm really hoping to somehow squeeze it in uh, to my viewership this season and uh, become a little more well-versed in that. But, man, he is fucking awesome. Like, I was just looking at his numbers. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I forgot how great he was. So I think he's definitely going to get another one. I mean, this will be, if he wins it, it'll be, uh, what, his fourth one? <laughs> Which is just unheard of, but uh, but yeah. So I'm taking uh, Max Scherzer. All right. Um, so initially, I want to pick Nolan Arenado. I love this player. I love that he committed to the oh, team. And I love I, I love that the Rockies committed to him, and he committed to the Rockies. I'm gonna go outside the box. I'm gonna go with Reese Hopkins. Hoskins. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I think he's. I think he's gonna see an uptick in production. Being behind, being probably in front of Harper, um, and he this will be his third full season in the major leagues, and he he's just a solid, real good player. And I think with the protection of Harper, uh, Harper being the superstar on the team, he can fly under the radar and and, and rake. And I'm gonna go outside the box with my pick on this, and go with Hoskins. Um, with the Cy Young, this doesn't make any sense because I don't. I think the the Phillies are going to be an 82 win team, but I'm going with Aaron Nola. Um, he's the one exception to the to the Kapler bullshit. With like you know at at 95 pitches, it doesn't matter where you are. He takes it out. It could be four and a third, and you could be on one hit baseball. Like it does like, whatever. Like he just and he, and there's one of the things that happened to them last year is he put so much pressure pressure on that bullpen that eventually they folded and they lost like 18 games in September or whatever it was. But he this guy and he just got extended by the way. Uh, they just bought out some of his arbitration years. Um, Nola is the exception. Um, he's not necessarily tied to the sabermetrics that you know Kapler keeps under his pillow at night. So I, I know it doesn't make sense to say, well, Jeremy, geez, the, the, you're telling me the MVP and the Cy Young are coming from Philadelphia and they're not going to make the, the playoffs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm, that's the way I'm going. Well, somebody's going to win a gold glove then on the team. I mean... No, I'm just kidding. Um, funny story, real quick, before I get to mine, because uh, it's Phillies related. Remember that? Remember, I was trying to show you how I didn't it wrongly didn't think that Machado or Harper would go there, and I showed you that clip of uh, a screenshot, rather, of Kapler saying that you know there's going to be new rules in the clubhouse about what's appropriate, what isn't. You remember me sending you that or no? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, what that actually pertained to uh, was in the second half when they were in the midst of their skid, Fortnite was like all the rage in that clubhouse as well. And Carlos Santana took a baseball bat to the flat screen and destroyed it. <laughs> so yeah, I did see that. Probably why he got traded. But um, uh, Stephanie has Stephanie has. By the way, just before you get going, by proxy, I'm voting for Stephanie. I don't. 
she obviously doesn't get how this works because she she texted Acuna or Goldschmidt that we don't do ors in the prediction business. We do single names, but uh, she's going Acuna or Goldschmidt for MVP and Scherzer for Cy Young. So so Stephanie agrees with Liz. Go ahead, Terrence. Let's hear it. let's hear this take. Uh, it is going to be an interesting take, actually. Uh, not so much for MVP. Um, I actually, depending on which one she really wanted to go with, uh, I think Ronald Acuna is going to blow everyone out of the water. I know Juan Soto is another popular pick uh, amongst young players anyway, but I'm going with Acuna. The dude hit, he was injured a little bit last year, but he hit just under 30 home runs, right around 300. I mean, this guy's the real deal, and he is going to wreak havoc on this league, excuse me, for uh, the better part of the next decade. Uh, So that's my pick there. Kind of, kind of gambling on this next one. Uh, I was really phenomenally extremely impressed with this pitcher last year he's really young pitches for the Dodgers probably going to emerge as their bona fide ace this year with with um Kershaw kind of slipping a little bit with health and also velocity I'm going with Walker Bueller and I think I'm pretty sure he was the one that pitched game three of the World Series, got the start, didn't get the win, but uh, kept the Dodgers in that game, which set up that epic, um, you know, late inning, <laughs> you know, extravaganza, if you want to call it that. But uh, Bueller's my pick, and I, I know that's that's a bit of a gamble, but I'm, that's Terry, where I'm going. If I could just mention one thing, and I'm only bringing it up because I happen to have it in my notes, and you mentioned Acuna's home runs. Last year, Yelich hit 36 home runs. Oh, he did. Absolutely. Like he was, yeah, three, yeah, yeah, um, uh, three, two, six hitter, 36 home runs, 110 RBIs, 22 stolen bases. I just feel like he, I mean, I know he was kind of like, not the star, I don't want to say that, but I mean, there were a lot of eyes on him, you know, uh, you know, during the playoffs last season, but I just really feel like he, he, he has something, but for some reason, like all these, all these other players with, with lower numbers than him, you know, keep getting put in there for, for whatever reason, I don't know, but, but, uh, I just feel like he's, he's, he's pretty freaking awesome <laughs> yeah and i Not don't that disagree anybody else but, i don't you know. disagree uh, and i i would love it i'm a brewers guy myself and uh, i'd love to see yelich win it again and uh, the guy's classy you know and uh, you know represents the sport really well and and uh okay. the thing with acuna i mean he was a rookie so i mean he was explosive yeah. you know in his rookie year and he didn't start the the season with the team either because you know they like to manipulate the service time, but either I mean you can't really go wrong with any of the picks we have for for MVP really. You know Arenado's do. I mean he's been lingering in the top two, three, four, and yeah, and even Goldschmidt, the you know the other pick from Stephanie, you know solid as well. Um, all right, so I think all we've got left is our World Series matchups. So if you want to lead off with that list. Uh, World Series. I'm I'm going with um, I'm going with the Astros and the AL. Uh, I think they're going to go back uh, this year and maybe possibly win it again. But I honestly think the uh, the World Series matchup from the NL is going to come from the wild card. So if my wild card matchup is Cubs Rockies, 
As much as I love the Cubs, um, because I love Joe Madden and Ben Zobris is my favorite player like ever, um, I think I'm going to have to go Rockies. I'm going to have to go Rockies on it. I feel like they've, they've just got a little more youth and they're just going to um, be in it longer. You know, they're just going to they're just going to play better in the long haul um, than the Cubs are. So I'm going Astros, Rockies. All right. Uh, you're up, Jeremy. Jeremy. I am going with the Astros and the Cubs, with the Astros um, being the best team in baseball. Um, I've reached out to Stephanie, but no response on the matchups yet. Uh, apparently, this is the boringest segment ever because uh, I also have the uh, Astros uh, for the American League. And reluctantly, I'm just going to stand pat with the Phillies. I um, I just, I mean, there's no runaway winner. Unless the Dodgers are just phenomenal again. I mean, when was the last time we saw three World Series in a row? You know, maybe the Yankees in the 90s. I forget how their wins were staggered. But um, just a real long shot. And I just, I don't like any of the other teams. So, um, so... Astros and uh, Phillies, and I'll uh, I'll take the Astros in this one. <laughs> and uh, and then it looks like um, Stephanie has the Sox and the Cubs. I'm just trying to get a winner on that. Um, that'd be a great World Series. I mean, you know, the two cursed teams. Not that we are anymore, but, you know, there's just so much history. That would be cool. That would be sad. Obviously, you know, we're all Red Sox fans here, including Liz. Um, <laughs> including Liz. But, well, I mean, you know, she's, she's, she doesn't root against them. Put it that I've way. accidentally seen the Red Sox play three spring training games this year. Yeah. I saw them, saw them play at ben, Fenway, South, Fenway South against the Mets, and then I saw them play the Rays in Port Charlotte, and then I happened to go to a game on St. Patrick's Day uh, in Bradenton to see the Pirates play the Red Sox. I was like, you right. think the universe yeah. like telling me something? And what's really sad to me is that like I, I'm I'm so much more familiar with with those players almost than that I am with the Rays players just because I was, I've been kind of like having a love hate thing with baseball the last like year and a half, uh, due to things that will be discussed at another time, uh, or maybe I've discussed previously, but, um, but yeah, it's so, it's so weird to me that I'm paying attention to this team. Not that I ever hated them. I always kind of, if I had to pick, I guess I, I would have picked them over the Yankees, um, and then I'm just kind of mad on, you know, almost everybody else, I guess, uh, in the division. I, I just love the sport, I guess. So that's what it comes down to. But uh, if that makes me a Red Sox fan, then uh, so be it. <laughs> and Stephanie uh, picks the Red Sox to win the World Series. Hope she's right. I hope if that happens. I mean, uh, clearly I hope, like, Bobby Pointer is the World Series MVP. Well, um, I, uh, I've tweeted my picks out so we can all look back and find them. Um, I hope Terrence has the courage to do the same thing, especially because we have $100 on the Central Division. 
Um, the next time we're around, Terrence, I think, is Sunday night uh, after the first series against the Mariners is concluded. Yep, that'll be the next show, and uh, that's Stephanie's show, so um, she'll be with us. Liz, you'll be uh, after the Oakland series. That might be a Thursday, but uh, don't quote me. Sounds good. So, yeah, you're Sounds basically good. every Wednesday, Thursday. There was one weird, like, there's a there's a two-game set, I think, in April, and, and the games are on Tuesday with an off day on Wednesday and then Thursday. I've never seen that before. Um, but. Yeah, they, they started doing, like, weird stuff like that last season where, they, where the off days weren't just Monday or Thursday, where they started kind of playing with it for whatever reason. Like, there were even some teams that were off on, like not a lot, but like one Friday or one Saturday, which I thought was odd as well. But yeah, but hey, times are changing. Yeah, absolutely. Go Sox! Uh, despite what Terry uh, says and predicts, uh, this is a pro I'm, Boston uh, nobody, podcast. So let's go Sox! I'm rooting for the Sox. I I want to be sure wrong on that. I I want the Indians to win. I want to cough up a hundred bucks, but I'm just I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get cute with what I pick. I'm going to pick what I feel is going to happen. And I, you know, I, I laid it all out. I was extremely thorough and you know, I'm going to stand by it, whether I'm right or wrong. All right. A fun show. Uh, the prediction game is over. The hot stove season is over. Our next podcast will be a breakdown of the four game set with uh, sale going opening day of Valdi, Rodriguez and Porcello. So we're going to have real, actual baseball performance to talk about on Sunday night. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, all right. Have a good one, and uh, we'll we'll uh, be in touch then, and probably throughout the series as well. So take it easy, guys. Sounds good. Have a good night. That concludes episode 120, the MLB preview edition. This is my favorite episode of the year, probably, unless we're doing playoff episodes, obviously. But, you know, it's interesting. It's not like any other show we do. And, um, you know, it's the start of the season, so there's just natural excitement as well. And I hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll – as we were just saying, excuse me, as I burped, and I don't edit this, so everybody's going to know that I let out a giant belch. But, uh, yeah, so we will uh, catch you all on Sunday night. Take care. Sox Nation, it's a kind of a family.